jump into a series. Um, it's the seven, seven longings of the human heart. And, and, and this series, you're going to think, well, it's probably going to take a while. Yes, yeah, it's going to take till July, but it's not because that's how many weeks there are. It's just, it's real choppy right now. So we'll break out for different things. But I, I want to look at this because God created us. And he put these longings in us. I know looking out here, we have different personalities and interests and desires and, 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 and quirks and things like that. But each of us, the whole house, myself, we have these longings. Okay? Because we didn't get to vote on them. We didn't get to find out if we wanted to have them. He created them in us. Okay? And I want to walk through this because they're very important that you, have to, you need to understand you have them in us because there's something trying to get them in us too, okay? So seven longings of the human heart. All of us have these longings that can only be satisfied in communion with our Heavenly Father. That's why He made it. That's why He gave us the longings, okay? Here, here they are. The longing to be enjoyed. That's what we're going to look at today. The longing to be enjoyed. The longing to be fascinated. The longing to gaze upon beauty. Mm -hmm. The longing to be someone great. The longing to experience intimacy without shame. The longing to be wholehearted. And last, the longing to make a deep and lasting impact. We will look at these over the course of couple of months to get us there. But there are seven longings that are very important for you to understand these things are in you. You're going to realize they're in you, but you didn't even know they were in you. Okay? You're going to realize, wow, that's what's driving that. Uh-huh. That is what's driving it. The problem is if that train designed to go to this destination begins to get on a track that it's not designed to be, that's the wrong driver, my friend. It's the wrong driver. And if you're on a track that you don't know about and on a train you're not aware of, being driven by an individual you do not know, mm-mm-mm, you in a world of hurt, okay? A world of hurt. And you'll see it play out, and you'll see it through this series. These longings resound in each of us as the foundation of who we are. God created these longings knowing that, the, that it can only be fully satisfied in him, that they would be avenues to a deeper relationship with the Father. Isaiah 62, 5 says this, as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you. Mm, that's a sweet word. That's worth getting up for. Not that we're dismissed, but that's worth getting up for. Amen. That's a good word, that he rejoices over me. How many times do you get up in the morning thinking that? That's very few. Get up realizing that he's rejoicing over you, his, his kids. The longing to be enjoyed. The human race has no greater driving force than the longing to be enjoyed. Most of us have spent our entire lives to be enjoyed by others. We'll go to whatever lengths necessary to prove ourselves worthy to be liked or loved. You may be sitting here going, I don't really have that preacher. I don't have that. 
quit. You do too. You do. I mean, listen to me. What if, what if you and I went to lunch? Right, you see me in text. Hey, pastor, you got time to go to lunch? Sure, let's go to lunch. We go to lunch. I say in the text, you say 1130 Logan's. I say, I'm good. Looking forward to seeing you. All right? That's a good word. All right? So you go. You have lunch. You come back. I send this text to you. That was the worst time in my life. I did not enjoy that. That feel good? I don't care how good that little ribeye was. That just doesn't feel good. All right? That just doesn't feel good. Why? Because we have a longing in us to be enjoyed by others. Nobody likes it for people to say, we really have a great time until you come. Thanks. I, I'm feeling warm all over. It is not love, okay? I mean, nobody wants that, okay? You think about grade school. Lord help. Think about elementary. You walk up with your tray. You're going to sit down at the table. You put your tray down. You sit down. Everybody else gets up. Well, that, that, that's a great day. I mean, you go to the swing, 10 people swinging. You walk up to the swing, now one person swinging. That's, that's incredibly heartbreaking because we desire to be enjoyed. It's in us to be enjoyed. We're created for enjoyment, for people that enjoy who we are and for us to enjoy them. And when we get the opposite, it hurts. Some work tirelessly at a talent or a skill, hoping to impress with abilities. Some devote countless hours to their appearances, hoping the way they look will attract others and satisfy their longing to be enjoyed. And some hope that money and possessions will cause people to like them and want to spend time with them. You remember in high school, you get a new car and you get a girl until the other guy gets a newer car. <laughs> She's really into me. Yeah, she's into you, all right. She just left you, okay, for another vehicle, okay? I mean, we, we, think, we, we, we think possessions and money get it done. Trust me, there's a lot of lonely people with a lot of toys. A lot of people die alone with a lot of money and a lot of toys because they have no people, no relationships, none. Regardless of how you seek to be enjoyed, if we're honest with ourselves, we will discover this longing is a driving force in each of us. Think back on your life. Think back about growing up. Think back yesterday. Think about this morning. What did you do so that people would like you? So that people would enjoy you? We can name lots of ways we strive for people's affections or adoration on a daily basis. We long with everything in us to be enjoyed. We cringe at the thought of feeling cast out, being unenjoyable, loved by too few, or none at all. You see, you can't help have that need to be enjoyed because God created each of us with the longings to match the avenues he created to lead us back to his presence. See, what he wants is, he wants us to understand that we were created with this longing to be enjoyed. But the reason that we're created with this longing to be enjoyed is to drive us into his presence. That's why. Why do you think he created man? He created him to hang out with him. <laughs> you think about that for just a little bit. The God of all creation created me so he could hang out with me. Pretty cool. 
Very cool. All right? That's why he created us. Look at Nicodemus in the Bible. Nicodemus had everything, didn't he? He, was, he? he had everything. And what did he seek more than anything? God's presence. So he goes at night so his little posse doesn't see him. And he begins to ask questions about him. And you follow Nicodemus through John. And he seeks him at night. And then he seeks him again. And then finally he stands up for Jesus. Mm. And then he's with Joseph when they get the body. Man, all that, why? Because his ultimate desire, even though he had it all, man, he was in, he, he was in the end. He was in with the, the homies and the compadres. He was the man. When he entered the room, they knew his name. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved Nicodemus. Everybody wanted to be around Nicodemus. He was, the, he was a dude. But Nicodemus had an emptiness inside of him to be enjoyed. And that enjoyment drove him to the Father. That's what he sought more than anything. You look at the woman at the well. Same story. Same situation. Five husbands. And the man she's living with today is not her husband. She is seeking to be enjoyed by the creation, but not the creator. And ends up at the well at a time when she thought nobody would be there. But lo and behold, the one that she was seeking the most was at the well. And Jesus said, you know what? (laughs) That's a good well, trust me. But that well won't get it done. Just like those well, the five guys, they didn't satisfy you. That one you're living with now, I know he's, whew. Man, he's, mm, he's dude, but he's not going to get it done either, okay? Sorry. I don't make things to satisfy that. I am that. I don't, I don't create things to do that enjoyment that I built into you. You're longing for me. You're, you're, you're looking for me. You're desiring my enjoyment. And I made you, I put that in you, but it's to drive you to me, not to them. Never will a created thing take the place of the creator. And he said, I'll become a well in you mm, that will be with you till eternity. And whenever you get thirsty, my child, you turn it on. And you'll drink and you'll be satisfied. But him, mm, I know he's mm, mm, GQ, but he ain't going to get it done. All right? It's not going to get it done. Because what looks good now will sag and it will wrinkle and his hair will fall out. And trust me, he will not strut like that forever because his knees will go bad and he won't even walk like that. All right? So go ahead and just forget the fantasy world. It ain't there. All right? Some of y'all are like, amen. But, but I'm just telling you, that stuff, I'm, man, he doesn't change. We change. We're subject to this earth. Mm, Lord help. He's not. All right? You want to fall in love with the one who longs you more than anybody. Fall in love with the Father. Fall in love with the Father. And you look at old Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up in that sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Why do you want to see him? Because he needed the enjoyment of him. He longed for that, my friend. Nobody climbs up in a sycamore tree for any other reason, amen? (laughs) He needed the Father. He wanted beyond everybody else out there. He little short dude. He wouldn't have been seen. He knew it, but he wanted that desire to be enjoyed by God, to be enjoyed by Jesus. When Jesus walked by, he wanted Jesus to see him. 
There's no way to get it done. His earthly statue would not have made him stick out. So he climbs up in a sycamore tree. Why? Because his longing in him to be enjoyed drew him to the tree. And Jesus saw him. He says, Zacchaeus, you come down. I'm going to go to your house. I want everybody else to say, he's a sinner. Jesus went to be with sinners. Pfft, who cares? I'm going to go with Zacchaeus. He climbed up in a sycamore tree. I got to reward that. Lord help. I mean, he, he, he longed for that. That's what we do. We long for that. It may look different. It may not be a woman at the well experience. It may not be Nicodemus spirits. You may not be climbing up in a sycamore tree. But let me tell you something. There's something in you that cries out for him. Cries out for him. And here's the beautiful, beautiful fact. That the spirit of God will draw you to him. Scripture says no one gets saved until the spirit draws him. I bet there's times in your life you can remember when he drew you. He drew you. Now that you're saved, that same spirit is also wanting to draw you. He keeps drawing you into his presence. Our Heavenly Father created all of us with a longing to be enjoyed by him. The creator of all things, the only one who knows us, everything about us, longs for you to know that, that he deeply enjoys you. He deeply enjoys you. You, just being fully you, you are totally loved with all your failures, all your broken promises, all of your sins, all of your victories, and all of your quirks are enjoyable to God. You realize that? All your quirks. I got lots of quirks. I do weird stuff, okay? I have little bitty habits that I just do. I, I like my books on my, my, in my office straight, and I like them by height. So I was at, not this church, but when I was at other church, staff guys would go in my office, and they would push every other one back. Hmm. <laughs> And I would try to act like that didn't bother me. So like a couple of days, I'd go in there and like didn't even see it. And it, I would sit there, and I promise you, I couldn't even have, I turn my worship on, so I'm having quiet times, so I look at my book going, mm. and I had to get up and fix my books, all right? Just quirky things like that. I, I do that, okay? I do that. I, I'm habit. We have our quirks, but God loves every one of those, every one of those. I want you to go to your word. A lot of scripture to end with. Psalm 139, Psalm 139, Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before you laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me and too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on wings of the dawn and set on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say to you, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even darkness will not be dark to you and night will shine like the day. The darkness is as light to you. 
For you created my inmost beings, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days from me ordained and written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. If I would account them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. That's what he says over you. That's what he sings over you. John 10.10 says this, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I want you to see how this works. He created this longing in each of us, the longing to be enjoyed, the longing to be liked, the longing to be accepted for who we are. All of our imperfections, all of our mistakes, all of our mess-ups, all this stuff that's in us, all our quirks, all our little things, God enjoys those. He's drawn us to him. That's where he wants us to go for that to be fulfilled. The enemy wants to get your eyes off of that. So the world dances all this stuff in front of you. Why? Because that same longing that's in us will long for it to be fulfilled somewhere. So the world and the enemy says, watch this. I can tantalize them and make them come to me. And God says, no, 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 no. Just like the sun comes up in the morning, you get up with me. And you let me satisfy you. I know you like nobody else. Because, listen, I, I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. The enemy who's sending into the world for the longings to be filled, all he wants to do is kill, steal, and destroy you. You can't run there. You can't run there. James's gospel, go to James real quick. Don't you see that? James 1, 13. James 1, 13 through 15. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted. When by his own evil desires, he is dragged away and enticed. And then afterwards, desire has conceived. It gives birth to sin. And sin, when fully grown, gives birth to death. Listen to me. The world's dragging you, man, enticing you, dantalizing you with stuff. But listen to me. The longing that you have inside of you to be enjoyed, if you will run to the Father and let him love all over you and lavish all that on you and to be enjoyed but in the presence of the Father, you will not bite on all the fake junk. Man, I'm telling you right now, the world knows that too. And the longing that you have inside of you will drag you. It will drag you. And you've got to decide, the Father created this longing for me to be enjoyed. I must first be enjoyed by him to ever be enjoyed by others. When you are enjoyed by the Father and when you enjoy the Father, you will be much more enjoyable. Promise you. Okay? Promise you. Okay? I, there's a desire in each of us to go autopilot. I encourage you, do not go autopilot. Don't be self-sustaining. Don't feel like I don't need to do this. Yes, you do. No matter if you are six months or 96, my friend, you have a longing to be enjoyed. And you have to run to the right source. You run to the wrong source and you will not be satisfied. And it could lead to harmful living 
and bad, bad choices. Okay? I want you to see it played out. Go to Luke. Go to Luke. We're familiar with the story. And I want you to see the, uh, the longing to be enjoyed play out here. Luke 15. Luke 15. I'll begin in verse 11. Verse 11. Jesus continued. There was a man. He had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate so that I will divide this property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set out for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And when he began to be in need, so he went to the hire himself out as a citizen of the country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to be filled in his stomach with the pods of the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Verse 17, when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? Here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to the father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his father, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servant, Quick, bring the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. For I have a feast and celebrate. For this was the son of mine, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. He longed to be enjoyed. And he sought it in all the wrong places. And he realized who he had sinned against, who he had failed, who had lost everything. And he said, I'm going back to my father and confess that. And the father, that's a beautiful, what that is is just an absolute gorgeous story of salvation itself. But understand, the Father, He takes us just, we ought to clean ourselves up for Him. We come as dirty and nasty just like we are. If we squandered it, if we tried to find it someplace else, just like the woman at the well, just like she was, you come to the Father. And out of compassion and love, He'll get the robe, He'll get sandals, He'll throw a party, and He'll celebrate because you were once lost, but now you're found. That's what He feels about you. Today, you may be sitting here and you say, I, I, I've tried everything in the world to be enjoyed. I've tried every avenue to be enjoyed, and I find it empty every time. Listen to me. The only way you will truly find enjoyment, the only way you'll be loved and enjoyed like that is in the presence of God. Don't seek it anywhere else. Don't seek it anywhere else because there's nothing that will satisfy you like Jesus. Nothing. 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 If you don't know him today, listen to me. If you've never met him, if you're sitting here today and there's a longing in you, an ache in you, a, 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 just, a, just a warmth in you that says, you've never met him. You don't know him. You don't know him. Listen to me. You will never be enjoyed 
like the presence of God. You will never be enjoyed until you meet Jesus. And he becomes that well that springs up in you, man. He, I mean, I'm telling you right now, no matter what you feel like you are and how you feel like you smell and what you think you look like and how bad you think you are, you're not too bad for him. You come in your ugliness, you come just like you are, and I promise you, he will throw an absolute celebration when his child comes home. Listen, he enjoys you, all of you. If you're today, you know you're born again, you know you're saved, you know you have a relationship with the Lord, but you have been, you've been drifting, man. You know that you want to be enjoyed, you want to be liked, you want people to enjoy you, you want, to be, you want people to want you to be there, but you're seeking that in all the wrong avenues. You're looking at it from possessions, you're looking at it from style, you're looking at it from looks. You're, you're, you're doing things that you wouldn't do just so you could be a part of that group. Listen to me, you don't have to earn any body's approval but the father quit you see adults don't do that yes they do yes they do all we do as adults is repeat junior high so if it was a train wreck most time it's going to be a train wreck again all right i'm just telling you i i hang out with a bunch of them all right but listen you 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 don't have to do that you don't have to seek what you didn't get satisfied in your teen years sometimes you play out again in your adult years that's the truth. Man, we got to be healed. I talked about the tomb a couple weeks ago. Now, listen, I, there was some of Jeff that needed to be resurrected because I was seeking enjoyment because there was some stuff that hadn't been healed. There was some stuff that didn't get satisfied. There was some stuff that didn't get resurrected. So what happens is you play it out again. Listen to me. First of all, you were created with that longing that's in you for the Father, only him. Now, I'm not saying, I don't care if people like me, right? That's, no, that's not, you're not saved. You're, you're messed up, okay? You do care. But what I'm saying is, you want people to like you, you want them to enjoy you, but you cannot crave that only. You crave the enjoyment of the king. When you sit in his presence, all that other stuff would be beautiful. But when you're absent from the presence of God, and you don't get the enjoyment of the Father, you're empty, so that means that well's got to be filled someplace else. And if you don't go to the right pump, there's a lot of pumps in the world. They'll pump you. <laughs> They'll pump you up. But you're not going to be happy because what they put in you is junk. You need to flush the junk and run to the right well. And when you run to the right well, you'll be enjoyed. And you'll be enjoyed by many because it's him they enjoy in you. Listen to me, some of you. I really like Jeff. He's a great guy. No, what you really like is a Jesus in Jeff, okay? So the more I die, the more you like me. The more I live, the more you won't like me. Does that make sense? I'm just telling the truth. I, look, I try to be a good guy, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing without him. Nothing. And the closer I am to the Father, the more I'm in his, more I'm enjoyed by him and in his presence, the better, I, better Jeff I am. I promise you. Same thing for us. Same thing for each of us. So where are you going today? Where are you going for enjoyment? Where do you go to be satisfied? What's your well? Some of us in here need to cap a well. It's a bad well. Okay? There's men in here. I know I got to be careful. But there are men in there my age. Some a little younger because I'm old in this church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was something in junior high and high school, college, didn't get met. So now you resort to a screen, and you go to places, 
that your wife doesn't know and your kids don't know, and you go there to get your fix. Why? Because you need to be enjoyed. We all have that longing in us to be enjoyed. Listen to me. You better cut that off. You got to sever that, dude. That will absolutely not be a well. It will be a vacuum. It will suck your wife away, your kids away, your job away, and you away. You say, no, it won't because I'm invincible and I can do it. It won't touch me. Do you know how many lunches, breakfasts, and times I've had with men that said the same exact thing? It will too. It will too. Okay. There's some wells in here that need to be severed and cut because those are wells for your enjoyment that are wrong. They're wrong. And you need to tap the well that's the creator and let him enjoy you and you enjoy him. What keeps some people from enjoying him is because you need to say you're mad at him for years of hurt or something he did. I met a man one time that said, you know why I don't enjoy God and why I don't enjoy worship? Because I'm mad at God. I don't enjoy him. Well, you need to get over that, okay? Because you're not hurting him. You're hurting yourself. So let God go so you can go in his presence and not hold him ransom to something you think you didn't get. All right? If you need to let God go, let him go. And you fall in love with him. And fall in love with him, his presence. Because that's where you need to be enjoyed. And when you're enjoyed there, he satisfies you, and you will be satisfied. When you're not satisfied here, you will go find satisfaction out there. And I can almost give you a 100% guarantee that it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So the altar is open this morning for two things. Number one, if you don't know him, if you've been seeking enjoyment somewhere else, you're kind of like the woman at the well, putting a lot of things in that place, but it's not doing the trick because they're not created to do that. The creator himself is to do that. If that's you today, you need to come this morning. You need to come. Give up, quit, and get saved. The Spirit's drawing you. It's been drawing you for a while. Maybe you're here today and you're saved, but you've got, you got some wells that need to be capped because you're, you have that longing to be enjoyed, and you know the Lord is your Savior, but you're looking for other stuff to be enjoyed. You're trying to find it somewhere else. And, and this little add-on life, this secondary life, this second life, this, this hidden life that you've got going, it needs to be cut, severed. There's nothing else. Nothing else. There's one God, and he will not be mocked. If you are a born-again child of the king, your worship comes from one source and not anything else. Your enjoyment comes from his presence and nowhere else. If that's you today, you need to come and lay it down. Let it go. And maybe you're here, and you let go God. Let God go. Quit holding him back. Quit holding back on him and being in his presence because you're still mad at him over stuff that's petty from years ago. Let him go. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we love you, and we thank you. We praise you. We thank you. We adore you. God, we want to be enjoyed. Oh, man. There's a longing in each of us not to be an outcast, to be loved, to be accepted, to have friends. God, all of that, to be included. But God, what we need more and most is to be included with you, to be included as your kid, to be included in your family. 
to be enjoyed by your presence, not all the stuff. God, may we run there first. And in this time of invitation, Father, our prayer is simply this. We're going to stand in two seconds. When our feet stand up and our legs get straight, Father, if we need to come to the altar, we come. If we need to come for salvation, we come. If we need to come and sever a well that we've been drawn from that's not good, we do that. God, may we seek enjoyment from nothing, nothing more than your presence, God. Nothing more. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. Move us now. May we be obedient to you and the Spirit in Christ's name. Amen.